Welcome to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. I'm your host, Matt Halloran. Being your own loud is not new to marketing, but the mindset, strategies, and resources to help you get there are evolving faster than this industry is keeping up. It is time to find a new perspective on what works why and how to move your business forward. Listen as I interview guests to help you learn from them how to be your own loud. Let's get to the show. Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. This is your host, of course, Matt Haller. And today we're going to do something just a little bit different because so many times I've heard financial services professionals say to me, Matt, I would love to have the opportunity to market in the way that I want to, to get my voice out into the marketplace, but I just can't do that where I'm at. And so I was meeting with a friend of mine, and many of you know Matt Ackerman, uh, who is with Investment News and all sorts of news outlets. He's with Integrated Partners now, and uh, they have a podcast with us, and him and I were talking. And he said, oh my God, you have to meet this person. And I'm like, yeah, whatever, dude. Like, seriously. And then, of course, I, I checked out our guest today. And oh my God, she's exactly who we need to have on the show because we've never really had anybody like Andre Peterson. She's the chief implementation officer at Integrated Partners. And we're going to talk a little bit today about what she hears from advisors who are transitioning to Integrated Partners and just her experience in that transitional component period. So, Andre, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. And I'm loving your podcast voice. I always make fun of Matt for his podcast voice, but you're really crushing it. Yeah, well, this is my voice. Now it's a little over the top. I, I will agree. I probably do have a little bit more uh, enunciation and things like that. But anyway, uh, thank you for that. I really do appreciate it. Matt has got an amazing voice too. All right. Tell everybody what you do. Well, let's start there because I think that'd be a good foundation. Perfect. What I do at Integrated Partners is honestly, I help integrate our new advisors into our platform and our firm. It is such a privilege to be able to do this with our advisors. I really am kind of the first point of contact to really make sure our advisors understand our culture here at Integrated, which is so important to us, as well as just get them onboarded and set up. So in a traditional term, I would say I'm in charge of advisor transitions. So every new advisor that joins Integrated works with my team and I to get effectively and efficiently transitioned over. I'm sure you have heard this over and over and over again, but there's a lot of smoke and mirrors, unfortunately, when people are looking to go. And there's the recruiters who really want to get you in because that's how they get compensated. How do you guys handle that differently? There's definitely a lot of smoke and mirrors. And one of the core values of our firm is transparency. So we actually encourage our transitioning advisors to talk to other advisors who have transitioned to our firm. We try to connect people with similar situations, but we want to say our transition numbers industry average is about 60% of assets are transitioned in the first 30 days. We try to get about 80 to 90% of assets trans transitioned in the first 30 days. So sometimes people will say, wow, that's crazy. You can't do that. And we can, we do. And <laughs> here's a way that we show you that we do that is we have you talk to other advisors who went through that process because you know what? They're not going to lie to you. If something did go wrong, they'll let you know. But most of the time they'll say, follow the process and you'll execute in the way that you want to. 
It's the best way to have them talk to somebody else that went through it. Well, and I know that that is not something that is normal in the transition sort of space. But but why, before we really get into, because I got to come back to that number, and I'm not going to let you off the hook for that, because that's amazing to me. And I know that our audience immediately is thinking, how in the heck do they do that? We're going to dive into that more deeply in a second. But why are you hearing, what is the number one reason why advisors are leaving banks and wirehouses, maybe even other broker dealers? Why are they transitioning? Why are they even looking in the first place? To take control of their narrative, their story, their businesses, and really run their practices in the way that they want to. Well, unpack that a little bit more. Like, Let's dive into that more deeply. Yeah, I mean, I think the industry is shifting towards independence. The industry is shifting towards advice and different fee models and fee structures and all of this new technology that's coming out. And some of your traditional financial services firms from a marketing and compliance perspective aren't necessarily giving the advisors the flexibility that they're looking for. Advisors are looking at themselves more as business owners, I think, than they have in the past. And because they want to be business owners and take control of their narrative, they're looking for partners that will help them do that. I think the other key piece there is obviously support. So they can't, you can't be everything in an office and be a really great financial advisor. They need a team behind them. And sometimes they're maybe not getting that from where they are. So they're looking towards an organization that's more aligned with their goals. What are some of the biggest fears, trepidations, apprehension that you hear from advisors right before they begin this transition process? Definitely the biggest one is losing clients. I mean, for however many years they've been at their existing organization, they log in every day, they see a specific AUM number, and they know that once they make this transition, they're going to log in and see zero that first day. So that's a big fear for a lot of people. Um, the other is the fear of the unknown. What's it actually going to be like on the other side? So we always stress to our advisors who are kind of kicking our tires to make sure that they go to the nth degree in their process of learning and understanding what it's really going to be like here. And we really try to put our best foot forward and explain all of the things to them. And then it's just learning all of the new things. People don't like change. So making sure that they understand what everything's going to look like. I always call it on the other side, but mm -hmm. what everything's going to look like on the other side when you make this new change. Now, let's get back to some of those numbers, because not only do you have a substantial client retention rate, but you also have a huge asset retention rate too, which is another thing that I had heard about integrated that was so surprising to me. That's all well and good, but do you guys, what do you do differently? Like, I, I'm just a little confused here. Do you have a different communication strategy? How are you helping people do that? That's so different. That's just such a huge increase, uh, Andre. I don't, I, that's 10 to 20% higher retention that a lot of other people are having. What in God's name are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's taken time to get to the process that we're at, but of, over time we've evolved and we've changed and we've innovated. And honestly, I think a lot of it is our process. 
or all of it's our process probably, right? Where we go through a very strict and structured onboarding process that we take the advisor through. We stress some key points along the way and we do weekly check-ins. We've got agendas and follow-up items and all of those things. All of this that we're doing is geared towards the advisor. We take a look at their business model, the tech that they use, their office, how they work with their clients, and we build a custom strategy for them. So that's part one. The other part of it is our team handles the paperwork. So we free up the advisor and their team to tell their story. We always say transitions are very emotional. It's emotional for the advisor, but it can also be emotional for their clients. And so we want to make sure that the advisor is there just to talk to their client. And that's where the beauty of our team, who does all of the repapering for them, comes into play. So they really just get to focus on that one-on-one client time, telling the story, telling the why, and supporting their clients. We try to gear everything we do towards the client and the client experience. So I might say to an advisor, this is going to be harder for you right now to get all of this done and all of it pulled together, but it's going to pay out in spades on the other side. How long does it take? I've heard anywhere from six to nine months where you need to have enough money in the bank just in case the assets don't move over, or it's going to take that long to get everybody moved over. How long does it normally take for an advisor to transition to your platform and to your organization? Six to nine months is is a little long. We normally need about six weeks to prep an advisor for a transition. And then D-Day affiliation day is So six weeks prior to that. And then I would say about six weeks after until we're basically done. And then we're moving them to the next phase of our onboarding process, which is getting them back up and running, back up to their day-to-day on the new systems and everything like that. How in God's name are you doing that so much faster than everybody else? I think it's the focus on the process and the fact that we have committed so many resources to transition. We have a team here, like I mentioned, that does all of the repapering. And so we just really focus people. My, I have a nickname here. It's called the Velvet Hammer. And it's because I really try to focus people on what they need when they need it. The hard part about transition is it's like you're drinking from a fire hose. You're getting so much information, so many new systems thrown at you that it's easy to get distracted. And what my team and I really try to do is keep the advisor and their team focused on their roles and their goals. And we're constantly saying, we're going to get to that here. Let me tell you why we're going to wait on that. Do you agree? Yes. Great. Back to this. And so we focus so much on preparing for a transition and then executing on that transition. And I think that's why we've been so successful in what we do. I mean, it's not easy. It's a lot of work for each advisor, but it's absolutely worth it because it's giving them that initial experience into integrated that we want to share. You know, I would caution people who are looking to add transition teams. Those repapering experts need to be tight because you spell somebody's name wrong or anything like that. You're causing an issue for the advisor that you don't want to cause during those times. And we've been just incredibly lucky that we have a great team here. 
I have heard, and I'm sure this does not surprise you, that repapering teams and transition teams and structures and systems and uh, those sorts of things are, are promised by a lot of people. But the fact that you have the advisor speak to other advisors who recently went through the transition, I'm assuming that that really increases that transitioning advisor's confidence that what you guys are saying is true and you are going to help them because really isn't also in the best interest of integrated for this to go smoothly? Absolutely. It's in the best interest of any firm to make sure that a transition goes smoothly because they're going to advisors talk across the industry. Oh, so yeah. You want to make sure that you're giving that experience to the advisor. We battled with the notion of doing the repapering for a little while, and then we started it and we've never looked back. We've enhanced yeah. our program ever since because it has provided such ease helps the advisor feel more comfortable with the transition. They actually meet our transition, our repapering team very early on. They have a dedicated expert and supporting team members, but they love the fact that they have this person that they trust and has trained them and shown them the way. Like we build our credibility from the onset of our meetings with the advisors where they feel really safe and comfortable with the team that we have. Client communication is something that I think financial services professionals consistently struggle with because they get all sorts of advice from all sorts of different people, whether it's market commentaries or birthday calls or A-plus calls or those sorts of things. A lot of advisors don't know how to communicate basics let alone a wildly emotional transition that's going to disrupt their personal business. What sort of help do you give them? Do you give them scripts? Do you give them communication pieces? How are you helping the advisor, one, set the clear expectations on why they're moving, which is probably different for everybody, but two, execute that communication plan from the advisor so that the clients feel comfortable with this transition? Yeah. So I always say the most important thing is making sure that whatever you can take, we, we have a legal review as part of our process. So whatever you can take is amazing and you're taking it in the proper way, mm. that data piece. And then the second most important thing is your client communication strategy. And I think that gets lost a lot in transitions, especially where you're not communicating enough with your client. I would tell you there is no level of over-communication during a transition. What we do is we work with the wonderful Matt Ackerman and other members of our marketing team, and we create a three-part announcement series. Some people actually end up going to a five-part announcement series where the initial announcement goes out as soon as we possibly can get that out. So we're hopefully the first person letting the the clients know that the advisor is making the change and the announcement is geared towards the why. Why are they doing this and why are they doing it for you? What does it mean for you? All of our communication is geared towards the client. And then our team, we are lucky. We have a in-house marketing team as well as in, they're called InTouch Innovations. They're a mark, email marketing company. And so they take the reins on making sure those announcements go out, following up with the advisors with read reports and ensuring that that client communication is front and center. But we really do this three-part announcement series, as well as providing the advisor's team client FAQs, just 
regular things that uh, clients might ask you within a transition, pretty technical stuff. And then we work with the advisor on scripting. What are they going to say? All of that jazz and making sure that all of that communication is consistent. Shiny object syndrome, as you know, is a major issue with financial services professionals. And, and I'm sure that, that there are things that come up during this. And you called yourself the Velvet Hammer, which, by the way, I would totally just love to find out way more about that. But anyway, the idea <laughs> that you also help them stay in their lane. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Because the advisor hammering the phones lunches, dinners, face-to-faces, whatever client appointments, you know as well as I do that that is going to be the key to have that retention through transition. But how do you keep these fiercely entrepreneurial people focused? Especially in a transition, right? When you're talking about change and maybe creating a new company and a new brand, there's so many shiny new objects that advisors look at. And I just keep driving them towards the core. Easy way to talk to advisors about that is compensation and moving assets. So you've always got to bring them back to, we agreed at the beginning, our most important thing is getting the clients over quickly, efficiently, effectively, making sure we have no errors and that they have a good experience. Some of these shiny things, we can tell them about it and focus on it later. And we can integrate those things into your practice later. But that's where the velvet hammer kind of comes in because I'm constantly driving people back to, hey, we agreed upon this. And then we do work with them. So we agreed that our team is going to do a certain number of accounts per day but they can't get to that number of accounts if the advisor hasn't made all the calls or the initial connections or however we've agreed to it. We kind of hold each other accountable throughout the process. And that helps really well. That works really well because the advisor's like, hey, I've got all these people waiting for me to do what I need to do. So let me get on this. And it keeps them from getting too distracted. That's super, super smart. I've always found that holding advisors accountable is very difficult uh, because of how fiercely entrepreneurial they are. But this is, hey, you do this so we can do this because then we both win. That kind of joint winning, really moving in the same direction. That's another interesting thing about integrated because I I haven't heard that through other like I, I know a couple of transition coaches and people who have who help people find companies like yours, organizations like yours, and you're kind of destroying the commonly held belief when it comes to transition. Am I? I think you are. First off, you're answering these questions with an unbelievable level of poise and confidence, which means that you've talked about this so many times before in your heart of hearts that a lot of people aren't doing what you are doing. And I can sense that there's some pride and and happiness and feelings of accomplishment of this department that you're running because you know you're doing a darn good job. I'm lucky that I have the team that I have and the organization that we have here because we've got such great support. But yeah, I think we are proud. We work really hard to meet these these goals and these numbers for every transition, you know, we talk about ramp and bringing people on board. And it's important to us that we give people a good experience. And the other part of it is that we talk a lot at Integrated about unique abilities. And normally an advisor's unique ability is working with clients and diving in and case design and planning and all of that. So talking to them through a transition isn't always their favorite thing to do. So 
by helping them understand the quicker we can get through this and the quicker you can get back to focusing on your unique ability where you're your happiest, everybody wins. If an advisor is thinking about transitioning and, and you really hit the nail on the head early, uh, advisors are going to go independent. I mean, they're they're fleeing banks and wirehouses, large broker dealers, captive places at unbelievable numbers for many reasons that we've already talked about. But what is the best advice you'd give an advisor who's thinking about making a move? She's on the fence. She's, of course, nervous because this is a big deal. What would you have your what would be your advice to her? Talk to somebody that's at the organization who's transitioned recently. Recently, I would say within the last six to nine months and get an understanding of their experience. And then think about what's important to you and your business. What are your goals? Who do you want to be? And does the organization you're at align with that? And if it doesn't, then it means it's time for you to look and make a change. Change is scary, but it can be great. I mean, we're blessed that a lot, most everybody who joins our firm says joining Integrated was one of the best things that I've ever done. So taking a risk is a lot of times the right thing to do. The other thing I would say is make sure your timing is right. Like don't let anybody push you to a date that they want. Work towards a date that works for you. And there's a lot of components that go into that. I don't think people think enough about what's going on in their personal life. Like make sure you don't have a kid's wedding or graduation or some big momentous event happening in your life around when you want to transition. And then the other piece you mentioned it, Matt, earlier is that compensation piece. You want to take a look at when how you're getting paid today, what pay looks like at your new firm, what your cash flow will be. And if you feel good about that process, the change is not as scary. I love your second point. Uh, the The first and the third point, uh, I think, are, are wonderful. But the second point is just one of those attention to detail things that I don't think a lot of people think about. Weddings, holidays. Yeah, because it's a business thing. So people don't think about the. That's right. Yeah, exactly. That's so smart. You got to look at the full picture of a person. Uh, wouldn't that stink? Yeah. <laughs> And I'm sure it has for other, you know, that you've got a birthday or an anniversary, a wedding, the birth of a grandson or child. I mean, oh my goodness gracious, how, talk about regret. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. And people sometimes don't, I mean, we've had advisors say, so I'd like to transition on this day, but FYI, my wife is pregnant and she's giving birth the week before. And I'm like, well, no, that's absolutely <laughs> not going to be your day. <laughs> Wow. Good, good try, but we need to do what's right for you and your family. And that's not going to be right. Yeah. yeah. All right. I've got two more things as we wrap up the show today. Uh, number one, what should I have asked you that I didn't? Oh, that's a really good question. You probably should have asked me about the support. Oh, okay. Let's go there. You mentioned sometimes people say they have these things and they don't have them. Make sure that you have the proper support at the new organization that you're going to and, and talk to those people in advance. The other thing is make sure you have the support you need on from a family perspective as well as within your own team. So if your team's coming with you, are they prepared? What's going on in their lives as well? You know, make sure your wife and your kids, if you are married and have kids, know what's going on and they're supporting you because this is an emotional time. The week of transition can be a little bit crazy and you've got to make sure that you've got the support you need to get through it. 
as much as our new firm support is important, support in your personal life is really important too. And I am sure that there are people, Andre, who are going to want to reach out, find out more, talk to somebody there. What is the best way for them to reach out to either your organization or somebody on your team? So you can check out our website, integrated-partners.com. We actually have a transition page there. So integrated-partners.com slash transition. You can find me on LinkedIn or Twitter. I, I love to connect and chat with people. So either of those two ways. Magnificent. Well, thank you so much for talking to us today. As this the calendar year comes to a close, there are a lot of people who are looking at 2022 and are thinking to themselves, oh my gosh, I would really love to make a change. And maybe this is the year. By doing your due diligence, everybody, talking to people who've gone through the transition recently and really feeling out the fit, making sure that wherever you're going, is aligned with you professionally, spiritually, emotionally, and from a business perspective are, are all things that you really should keep in mind when you are going to make the transition. So Andre, thank you very much for your brain today. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. If you have not subscribed to the podcast, make sure you click that subscribe now button below. Every time we come out with a new show, it'll show up on your listening device. And finally, if you have a second, give us a quick rating on iTunes or wherever you're listening that helps us show up in search engines even better. So for Andre, Integrated Partners, and all of us here at Proudmouth, we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Thanks for listening to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. If you want to know more about how you can be your own loud, visit us at proudmouth.com and sign up for the Pod Rocket Academy. Through courses and office hours led by professional podcast producers and digital marketers, you will learn everything you need to know to become the trusted subject matter expert you were meant to be.